Hi, and welcome to episode two of the Sauce Podcast. This week, we talk about solo travel as well as internal email etiquette. Might sound a bit what, but we think there might be some good tips and tricks waiting for you. Because this episode was pre-recorded a couple months back, Molly and I added an extra 10 minutes at the beginning, discussing our gratitude to all of you, our fans, for last week's launch. Thanks for listening. Oh, how are you? Oh my goodness. I'm so good. I'm so excited and just so happy. This has been a blast. One weekend. I mean, how you feeling? Okay. I, a lot of feels and I love because when Molly McKinstry is full on in on something, <laughs> it is like, it's not, it's not 110, it's 250 to a thousand percent. And so as we geared up for launch last week, um, was when we launched our first episode, it was, it was, it was fun. It was exciting. It was a little Ooh, okay. We're doing this. Yeah. We've been like working we're doing on it. this. Yeah. Yeah. We've been working on this through 2020 yep. and it kind of became real last week and it's a little bit of vulnerability in a sense. So, um, I know, but we won't tell you how we work the social media and who's posting, but we'll, we'll <laughs> say it's a shared responsibility at times, but we're on different time zones. So when I wake up to a, a newly posted something, it makes me excited. You know what I mean? That it's, oh it's not me posting. I love it. And, and ditto. And I feel that too. Yeah. I was, you know, I think as we had been working on this the past year yeah. and thinking about actual launch date. I I don't know. I didn't know what to expect. And then you're right. Last week it came and I just kind of time to swan dive into this thing. I just feel like our family and our friends and oh. the people who are supporting us already just thank you all so, so, so much. We are feeling all the love and all of just the encouragement and it's phenomenal. I will say, I will, I will completely say a hundred percent to all of that. The encouragement, oh, I no. cannot thank you enough for that. And the texts, texts were hilarious. There was a lot of <laughs> Zaw, a lot of memory lane. There was a lot. And I can't tell you when you go to do something like this, it's fun. It's a fun project that, you know what I mean? Like we, I'm all yeah. and I were like, let's do this. But it was really, really great to hear from all of you who um, tuned in, all of the responses, getting involved on social media, uh, texting us. It was just, it was actually a wonder, it was a wonderful day and cannot say thank you enough for the support, the laughs, and just like, yeah, the encouragement big time. It was great. I know. I feel it too. So just retweet everything Liz said. And I think you all have just gotten us even more fired up for what to, what's to come and what we can share and how we can kind of take you yeah. on this journey with us. I know we've had some requests already for some content yeah. that people want from each of us, maybe some maternity leave and returning to work with all the babies from me and Lizzie so much of your journey. And I, I think we're here for it. We're here for it. And we are ready to deliver. Exactly. It's it's, some people have asked, um, how did Molly and I climb, you know, kind of go up in our career over time? What did we do? And we get into that actually the next few episodes a bit. Um, I'm happy to touch also on egg freezing. That was a big topic that some people wanted to touch on. So those are other things that we can get involved in. Um, And then very much career oriented stuff, anything that we can help with we want to help with that we've kind of covered over, you know, we've learned um, and maybe done great at or failed at and now great at or still struggling with. Um, we want to <laughs> share all of those um, with you if we can be helpful or just come for a little bit of fun, uh, you know, listen for the little bit of fun. 
I know. I, I definitely think there's going to be some self self deprecating humor and poking fun at ourselves here. That is, um, you know, what what it is about. We are so imperfect and and learning as is everybody that is listening. But it just feels really really fun again to feel the support and the encouragement. So just thank you all for the shares, Woo-hoo. for the tags, for the comments and just you're the best. Yes. And on this journey, we are learning. We are pretty much self, um, self, self producing in the sense of <laughs> social media and, uh, getting a podcast going. So we finally learned this week how to actually get it searchable on Spotify and Apple yes. podcasts or the podcast. If you have an iPhone, the podcast, um, app on your phone. So now you can go to both of those search the sauce podcast or just the sauce and we will pop up. So please feel free. This week's episode, we we had to use the link in the bio. That was the only way to, we knew how, we could figure out how to do it. This week, you can go and actually search on probably the Apple platform, the Apple platform, as well as Spotify platform. If um you can do that. And yeah. And you in. can rate and review, right? Rate I know and review. a lot of you last week were like, wait, we cannot find how to rate and review. So thank you. I mean, my goodness, we work at Glassdoor. Obviously, <laughs> ratings and reviews are our wheelhouse. Yeah. So now that function should be there thanks to our tech director, Hair Lizzie. <laughs> and when you listen to Working tomorrow's episode, you should be able to share, rate, review, all the good all stuff. All of that. Exactly. So please do. And then also on top of that, we have pre-recorded recordings. So that's why you might have heard last week me reference a snowy day in February. We have pre-recorded the next few recordings. But what we would love to do is get feedback from all of you. What would you like to hear from um, me and Molly? And you can either reach out to us personally, uh, emails, text, all that. But also on Instagram, we'll post kind of like a box of saying, what topics would you like us? As we said, requests already from Matt leave, returning and leaving from Matt leave. Also having a growing family while you're working. People have asked, how have we grown our careers? How we have, um, and how did you get a seat at the table? How do you, somebody asked me, how do you guys, um, reward yourself? You know what I mean? After a lot mm. of hard work, how do you reward mm. yourself after a long week? What do you do? Um, and then also some people asked about egg freezing too. So I'm happy to share some of that on here. Um, but topics for, for everybody to kind of cover. So we'll ask for that feedback too. We'd love that. Um, one poll that we did take was after last week's episode, I know you guys are dying for results are hot off the press. Um, <laughs> Who would you rather have be our first guest? Ina. I mean, Mom. I mean, it was Ina. Or... Listen, if we got to go to that house in the Hamptons and cook and I like mean. go get mint leaves from our backyard and drink a mojito. You're or not whatever, complaining. No one's complaining. I'd go. I'd go. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, but Snook- it was yeah. the poll was Ina or Snooki, right? Snooks, yeah, Ina or Snooki. Mm. Yep. Yep. The winner. Those were two of our top guests. And I mean, the the winner was my one and only gal, Ina. Ina was the winner. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, I, I got to say, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. She is just yes. this magnetic, incredible lady. But yeah, I think, you know, we'll, we'll put this in our, our note to her as we begin to request her to be here. That yes. This is what, this is what the people want. Yes. This is what the people want. They want her here. They want to know about her garden and about Jeffrey and we're going to work on it. We're going to work He's, on it. I agree. I saw that somebody said, you know, with the Bill and Melinda Gates are separating, people said, I can handle that. What I cannot handle is if Ina nope. Garden I'm and Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Yeah. Like no that way. is what, that is what nope. will end. So That's um basically the end of it. The cutest. Um, so listen <laughs> though, listen though, Ina, I would love you here or we go there. 
But with that, I know said, I'm down to go to you. I'm Snoop's down to got go some to you. votes though. I want to be open. I was not a clean <laughs> sweep. Okay. It was not a clean sweep. So listeners out there who are supportive of the snook, thank you. And listen, I'm going to campaign to get her on here too. So okay. TBD, okay. what we can hey, do. Hey, I, but... you know me, I love, I am all in for meeting peeps and, you know, forming relationships. Snooki and I were Jersey girls. So yes. Like we'd find that connection, even if it's not, you know, so obvious at this point, what it would be. Yes, exactly. And Mal, we will be wearing um, hair bumps for what uh, comes on. So get prepared. We're going to, we're going to get that bump going. Okay. Um, okay. Well, good. I know that that's um, some of the stuff we want to make sure you guys knew of the poll. Yeah. And I would just say the last thing Liz had mentioned, we did pre-record the first couple of episodes, you know, it's 2020. We're looking for some things to do. Mm-hmm. So know that, but we are going to begin recording new and kind of fresh content as well. And I will say, Lizzie, a lot has changed in the last six weeks for each of us. I mean, yes. there's there has been a lot happening personally, professionally, So I think it'll be really, really fun if you all stay on this journey with us. We're so happy to have you. And I think you're going to be excited and surprised to hear some of the stuff that we both have been adapting to and and facing along, you know, the last month and a half, which is, which has been fun and challenging. Yep. I say thankful that we did record some episodes about, you know, the past few months because the past five to weeks, five to six weeks for both of us, um, in same and different ways has been a wild ride. So as soon as we get through our pre-recorded, we will start to record and share some of that info with you. But I think it's exciting. And I think our listeners would like to hear it and to either kind of be on board and on the journey with us. So we will share all of that once we get through the next few recorded episodes. And we would love for you to continue to tell us what topics you want to hear, um, if there's anything that we can share. But um, thank you again so much for the support. I cannot tell you how much it means because putting some of this stuff out there, it just feels a little, a little bit of vulnerability you feel. So I think yeah. uh, your guys' support has been awesome and hearing from friends near and far that maybe I haven't even talked to in a few years been like, I heard up one, the girls are rocking it. I was just like, thank you. That is so sweet. So I really appreciate that. Ditto. Amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let everyone get into the, the main episode from here, but just thank you all again. Please, please rate and review yes. and share and comment. And just, we cannot thank you enough for all of your support through this and always. So here we go into episode two. Enjoy episode two. Thanks guys. And bye Thanks Molly. So. Bye. bye Lizzie. Hi, and welcome to The Sauce Podcast, where you will meet your hosts, Molly McKinstry and me, Liz Hajar. We are two colleagues turned friends who have worked together at the same company for nearly 10 years. Molly and I were born three weeks apart on opposite coasts of the US. And while we are nearly the same age, today our personal lives are quite different. And while we share the same job title at work, our paths to getting there have been quite different. Join us each week on the sauce podcast where we will share tips tricks and lessons we've learned together over the last 10 years we both say it's our shared values of hard work to always do our best with a little bit of za that has led us to both our friendship and professional success we hope you tune in each week enjoy and have a little bit of fun with us along the way Hi, Lizzie. Hi, Maul. And hi, everybody. Thank you for joining us in our second episode of the Sauce Podcast. Maul, we have to kick this off. To set a little agenda, we completely forgot your third dream guest. So we're going to kick off with that. 
We then, did? I know. I know. So we need okay. to, I don't know. I think I got a little excited about jumping on mine. So we need to hit your third guest. Then um, I saw a little something from Sarah Blakely this weekend that I want to talk to you and our Ooh. listeners about, get a little perspective on some things. And then I think our little biz tip for this episode is going to be all on internal email etiquette, which is a Molly McKinstry, not only fan favorite, but one of her <laughs> many, many strengths. I oh, love a good email. Love a good email. We'll happily share some etiquette <laughs> advice. I, I can't. I, I'll be learning as well. Mal. Might share a couple of things, but I'll be learning along with you, with everybody, <laughs> with everybody listening from you. Um, okay, so let's take it away. Mal, I don't know how we missed it, but who would be your third dream guest on this podcast? Okay, so this person I do feel is slightly controversial or maybe he's more so very polarizing. People either love and worship him or strongly, strongly detest him. Oh, okay, Mom. And it, it is Tom Brady. Tom Brady, 2B12. Okay. <laughs> okay. So kind of surprising maybe because yeah. I mean, you know, the person who loves Ina and Barefoot Contessa also is just, I would say I'm just very intrigued by Tom Brady. You know, admittedly, I think I was in the camp of not liking him when he was with the Patriots for many years. I'm, I'm not a Patriots fan. I you know, I feel like a lot of he, him and Bill Belichick and everything they were about, I don't know. The, in, the inflatable, deflatable balls. Yeah. 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 Balls. Just, mm -hmm. I don't know. That's mm -hmm. what I said. Kind of controversial. But okay. Can we just say he switched teams, went to the Tampa Bay Bucks. I mean, he I mean, just won his seventh Super Bowl. Um, and I, I'm officially intrigued and just feel like, this is a person who clearly is incredibly skilled, incredibly talented. Totally. He has built an, an empire. And I don't know. I just feel like having left the Patriots and gone to the Bucks and won a Super Bowl in his very first year there. I mean, I w I'd love to talk to him. I'd love I to talk to him. I'd love to hear a little bit just from his, his words. Um, you know, that it takes a serious dedication and commitment. And he's obviously, you said TB12, he's known for having an incredibly strict diet. I mean, I've heard mm -hmm. tomatoes, tomatoes aren't even okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe diet. the sugar. Maybe the sugar and is right. Apparently, mm -hmm. like inflammation. I don't know. Oh, um, fair. Can we yeah. get Giselle on? Can we get Giselle oh, on? Is my I question. Mean, you know what I mean? Let, Okay, so they're like a duo, Tom Brady and Giselle. Let's, Married with children. let's do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, I know that. Duo. Oh my gosh, I of course mm. know that. But I mean, can they be a duo? I mean, yes. I mean, yeah. we get a little, yeah, a little uh, Portuguese lesson as well. Oh, my language is not my thing. But Mal, taking it back, like I do really, I do like football, American football, and Tom Brady. I've, I've never had a huge opinion on, but I've never been. Like I love Tom Brady. I've never been like, Meh, but I get how people exactly can have like opposite perspectives. But when when he re retired, but then went to the Bucks, I was like the the one of the worst teams in football. Like, bro, you can't end your career at forty three on the Bucks. But the <laughs> fact that he went and took them, I mean, he had Gronk, yes, and I didn't I didn't realize Antonio Brown. But it's incredible what he did, and I think it's incredible what he did. And I think Mal, you and I have talked about. We've had this huge run at class tour and we've been able to be pretty successful and I'm very thankful for it. I think we've, I think we can say we both have worked very hard for it, but I think the scary other side is, is like when one day we leave glass door, are we going to be able to do what Tom Brady did? Yeah. Could we go to a bucks and could we take him to the super bowl? You know what I mean? And I think that's a really big question. And Tom Brady just made me be like, God damn, like 
10 points, bro. Like nice yeah. work. Like nice. Like, like I can't hate, like you are, you are talent. And so I think it's pretty incredible. I also feel like my son Hanley is so, Ooh. so just, he's sport obsessed. And if we ever had Tom Brady on this podcast, he would, I, I would officially like win the cool mom award from him. <laughs> so I'm into that too. Um, but I, no, I agree. Everything you, everything you just said, um, retweet, I feel the same way. Just the reinvention and proving that discipline and hard work and grit and all is a generally, genuinely incredibly talented athlete yeah. and person. And it would just be interesting to pick his brain a little bit. I agree. I love that mall. Thanks for choosing. We, I chose three women. So I like that you got a male in there hey, as well, you know. a sports figure. Yes. I'm into that. So I love it. I can't wait for Tom to join. So Tom, call us. We'll, we'll call see what us. we can do. Okay. We'll see if we can fit you in the sketch. Mall, sorry that we missed your third, but thank That's you. Okay. I, you came in, you came in with a don't know if I would have called Tom Brady for you, but you came in with a solid, solid third. Um, okay. So <laughs> keeping us yeah. on our toes. Thank you, Molly. Um, so I think to move us along to make sure that we can kind of fit everything in the next 30 to 40 minutes. One thing that I wanted, I thought actually, I want to talk to you about Maul, but I thought actually would be a great topic to kind of discuss with our listeners is Sarah Blakely, who we spoke about on the first episode. She's the CEO of Spanx, the women and men's yes. undergarments. Um, and I watched her. She's great to follow on Instagram because she is so authentic and real with her four kids. Like I love it. And I'm just like, go Sarah. But she was all going up to her. She has her 50th birthday. I think it actually might be end of February is her actual birthday. And she asked her husband or her husband said, what do you want for your birthday? And she puts this kind of all in her Instagram story. She said, I want seven days alone. And she oh my thinks, gosh. seven days okay. alone, no kids. No, just like resort. She went to some resort where I'm like, where is that, Sarah? Um, looked phenomenal. But what she wanted to do was she wanted to have seven days alone to kind of think, to do whatever she wanted and just get her space. And the big theme was she had never traveled alone ever mm. in her life. And she was like, has anybody ever traveled alone? What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? And so interesting. I Okay, I didn't see this, so I'm glad you were telling okay. me. So now okay. I, can, I can go check it out. But wait. I, I do feel like that is um, a very, very cool gift to kind of request yeah. for herself to travel alone. I think it's bold, but, you know, maybe it shouldn't be. I feel like you have traveled alone, Lizzie, a lot. Am I wrong? You no, know, that is right. And that is what was so interesting. Sarah Blakely, like, you know, she had – she was working to pretty much two jobs – in her early to mid thirties and ended up getting married a little bit later in life. And I was just like, in all of that time, she never traveled alone. And I'm sitting here thinking about how much I've traveled alone. Like I'm talking legit mm. other state, other country alone in my yeah. hotel room, like just me. Yeah. Like I know I do. I feel like of all of my friends, you are, you have been a jet setter. Um, I feel like, you know, just always kind of taken off and exploring new places, which I always live vicariously through you. I think that's Aww. incredible. Um, but you, you've been comfortable to do it alone. I mean, I don't know. Can you share some tips or safety budget? What do we need to know? Yeah, I think that, so as I saw this from Sarah, I think, and mom, we'll chat about your, I want to hear about your side of traveling too. But, um, I thought back to 
kind of, yeah, I kind of made me stop and think like she hadn't traveled alone. I was like, I've traveled a ton. And I thought back to when I got into my upper 20s, I've been someone who's very curious and always wanted to see things. I studied abroad in London. I studied abroad in Spain. Um, I went to Italy when I was 16 and fell in love with Europe and thought I was going to move there forever. And then like very odd that I ended up in London at this moment. Oh, that's so cool. But I'll never forget my first trip. What happened was is I love my grandparents. They live in Florida. Actually, Mall, they're in Sarasota yes. where you went to high school. Yeah, where Tom Brady pretty much won the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Around that area of Florida. And when I was going to go fly across the country to see my grandparents when they could no longer fly to me, I tried to go every other year or so. And I remember being like, listen, I love my grandparents and I can't wait to see them. But if I'm going to take a little vacay to the East Coast coming from San Francisco, why would I not do a little exploring over there and see what's there? So I remember my first trip. I was like, I kind of got to this place in my life where my girlfriends couldn't always come with me. Um, I didn't have a partner or boyfriend at the time. And so I was like, well, I still want to go see things. I want to see my grandparents. If I'm going to, again, spend that much money and go to the East Coast, sure. I want to see more. So my first trip alone, I'll never forget. I flew to Charleston, South Carolina. And I was like, I could do four nights down the East, kind of East, Southeast Coast. Yeah, sure. And then end in Florida to see my grandparents. And, so, and you rented a car? Did you rent a car between Charleston and Sarasota? Yeah, Omal. I drove all the way down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. And it was at first. So the first night I got there and I went out, actually, there was a, a girl that was a really good friend of one of my girlfriends that gave me a spreadsheet. She was very type A and it was amazing. She gave me a spreadsheet of where to eat and where to go. Because when oh I go gosh. on solo vacays, I want to eat places, but I more like to go see and like feel out the vibe. I'm not a huge foodie in my mom. Okay. You've taught me. Okay. You've taught me how to. I mean, so, yes. I landed in Charleston, did a night there. I actually went out, went out, sat at a bar, had a martini, met a couple wonderful girls. And we went out that night and went out to a few different bars and they were oh amazing. Gosh. I love this. I love I know. this. And I was like, is this traveling solo? This is fab. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah, yeah. And so I spent, I think it was, if I can remember correctly, it was two nights in Charleston, did all that, hopped in my car. And I drove to Hilton Head, Hilton Head, oh, Hilton Head, um, South Carolina, South Carolina. So, thank, South you, Carolina. Thank, you, thank you, yes. thank you, thank you. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, oh, and I spent two nights okay. there on the beach at a hotel, and I was very solo. Open the mornings, running room service, all of that. Oh my gosh, love room service. It's, I mean, gotta do it. I mean, well, and then I remember I woke up. And I, I saw the town of Hilton Head was good, but it was very much a vacation town. And then I drove and I was like, well, today I got to make it to Sarasota because I only had like two, three nights to spend with my grandparents. So okay. I had to go from Hilton Head to Sarasota, which if I remember correctly, it was a 12 hour, nine to 12 I hour drive. I was going to say, that is not close. Mall. And you were alone. You it drove that alone in a alone. single day? Yeah. And this is when I love podcasts. And I, this one podcasts weren't big, if I remember correctly. It was music and just cruising. And the car that I rented was like, I thought a wheel might pop off. And when I hit the Florida Georgia line, I'm just going to say it was, it was, that was, I never really a little dicey, a little, little dicey, a little okay. dicey in the Florida Georgia line, <laughs> but from Hilton head, I actually woke up really early and I stopped in Savannah, Georgia. And for anyone who's oh, never, I mean, Savannah. have you oh been my gosh. Yes. Ty uh, and I went there, um, never solo, but Ty and I went there on just like a little weekend getaway and so charming. So the best. Just love, lovely, lovely little town. It, I that was my favorite spot, even over Charleston. The oh, food, really? the trees with yes. the like it was. I was the cobblestone streets. Ugh. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's pretty magical. I was bummed I didn't spend a night there, but I did. Like even though I'm not a huge foodie, my tour was very foodie. Or I'd always go to a bar at night, eat at a great restaurant, get a martini, and I met so many people. I was never like alone and sad or felt bored. No. And then I cruised down nine hours and got to my grandparents, spent a couple yeah. nights with them and they were so sweet. And oh my so gosh. Wonderful. 
so happy to have you arrive safe and sound. But yeah. truthfully, I mean, that's a that's a big experience. I mean, four nights, East Coast. You At that point, you lived in California. So across the country, solo. Yeah. It's a big deal. It, yeah. Thanks, Mal. It was like, and it was big because I was also like a little bit of this point where like, oh, I don't have my girlfriends all the time that I can go traveling with. Mm. We're getting older. We have things that are happening in our lives. Yeah. And that was a big realization, but it was cool for me to go through it and go, I still had a great time and it was good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in fact, I have now traveled to 12 different locations domestically, like in the U.S. alone. Like when I lived in Chicago, I drove to Wisconsin and I watched the Cubs play the World Series and met the best no. people at the bar. Oh my God. I drove, I yeah, from Bo- Bozeman, Montana with where I saw a girlfriend and I drove through Yellowstone down to Jackson Hole, did three nights there, met many people in the parks looking at, at different um, moose. It was great. Oh. And I do think the one thing I would touch on is when I, and I went to Tahoe for the, by myself, I've gone lots of different places. But then I went, I got a little crazy. I got a little wild and I went to international. So I did some travel internationally when I was on my sabbatical. And the one thing that I would say is anyone wants to travel internationally, that's where I was actually a little bit, a little bit scared just because it was, I was going, uh, I went to Rome and I went to South America and the foreign, the foreign country, the language, even though I say I'm fluent in Spanish, the language, (laughs) all of that was like a little bit scary. I will tell yeah, you. Yeah, and it's yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm sure you, it's like traveling alone. Well, exciting certainly comes with you. You've got to be aware of your surroundings. You've got to just be sure you're, you know, kind of taking the right precautions. But when you're then in a foreign country, you've traveled outside of the U.S. I'm sure that just kind of all feels a little bit more amplified. Yes, like a little exactly. Like everything just feels because it's just not doesn't feel as home. Cool, yeah. but not as home. Yeah. And what I did, Mall, is when I was on my sabbatical, I was like, I've never been to South America. My dream is Argentina and Patagonia, where you and Ty spent all of yes. your travel time, right? Yes, and, yes. I mean, many, many years ago. Isn't yes. that crazy? But what I what I did is when I got there, I knew that I didn't want to be alone for the first portion of it. So the first portion was Argentina and Patagonia. And I actually had a friend that told me about a company called Flashpack. And I want to give them a shout out. Flashpack. Amazing. Ooh, okay. Flashpack. Uh, yes. I've never and heard of there, that. I know. Let's just give some shout outs. Maybe get some brand sponsors. I don't know how this works. But <laughs> for anyone who's interested in traveling alone and might be a little bit worried about it, they have tours in the US and globally. And right now with the pandemic, they're like not in a good place. But if they come back... They, they are very big on targeting solo travelers, not single. My mom's like, oh, single travelers? What are you going to find? I'm like, no, mom, solo travelers. Um, and in their, Solo yeah. different than yeah. single. Yes. I mean, maybe, yeah, you know? exactly. Okay. And they're 30s and 40s, and you can't know anyone on the trip. Because like, Mal, if you and I uh-huh. went on a trip, we would just go be like, bye group, see you at dinner, and we'd go run around. Oh, yeah. But it made totally. everyone mingle. It was the best. And just to wrap it up quickly is I met um, – there was 14 people on the trip. Eight were British and lived in the UK. When I got back to Glassdoor two weeks later, they sat me down and go, listen, you have a job in San Fran or you can go to London. And I was like, I just oh met all these flashback goodness. people. Amazing. So oh, I love that. I mean, just feels also serendipitous. Can we talk about that? That is you what's, just, that's what's nuts. Just, I don't know. Meant to happen. Yeah. Universe lining up. Ex- yeah. It was a crazy, it was crazy. So what I will say is throughout my lessons and for those that have listened that have been like on the edge and want to travel alone, I highly want to say, go do it. Um, if you, and maybe it's not for you, but I realized that spending time alone, I didn't mind it. And I actually had fun. I'd go out, I'd meet people. I'd recharge a little bit too. Three nights alone is my max. If I do four nights, I get a little lonely. And sometimes I'd get a little, I'm like, uh, this is too much. Three is my max. Usually it's kind of what I've learned. And then the other things I would say is for paying for it, because when you're traveling alone, you're not splinting a, splitting a hotel room or cars. Right. True. 
And that was a little tough. And so how I did that was credit card points, credit card points. I used my credit card and those paid for hotels, rental cars, everything. So smart. So smart. Yeah. And then one other thing is safety, I think is big, even though I have always felt pretty safe. So I, the only other thing I would throw out to people, if you're thinking about doing it, always use, find my friends on iPhones. I think other, other droids Uh, and stuff have different apps, but my sister and another friend was always on that. And I sent my itinerary to my family and friends. So they just knew where I should be in case, you know, they didn't hear from me for a second. No, it's smart. Well, and you do, I feel like, especially if you have any, but if, if these things are on your mind of just, okay, am I being safety? Am I being safe? Am I taking the right precautions? Doing little things like that, just probably put you at ease so you could enjoy. So you could say, okay, I've done, I've taken the steps. I feel safe. Um, My sister knows where I am. I've shared my location. Great. Now I'm going to go enjoy. Yes. And like, yeah, I think it was a little peace of mind for me as I was going out with that. Exactly. Yep. And I think the final like biggest thing that I learned, just like for anyone's listening, thinking about this, I think there's different things that could hold us back to traveling alone. Mm. The time, it is a little scary alone. Um, It's, am I going to, am I going to like my time alone? Um, Can I afford it? All of that. For me, it was a little bit like, I've just always been, like you said, I love to go see new things. I love to go on adventures. And when I realized that as I got older, you know, you don't have always your girlfriends will go on some, but don't maybe can't go on all the ones yeah. you want to because things are busier. And what I learned was like, I'm really, really glad that I didn't let myself hold myself back from that. I, love I had that. to go alone to do it. And I was able to meet people and incredible people and still in touch with people I've met on my solo trip. So if anyone's listening and you do it, send tips on like what you love too. We'd love to hear. Oh my gosh. I love it. And I think if anyone's thinking about it, like you can DM us and I'm happy to talk to you about it. But if you're thinking about it, I would just say go and take precautions. I don't think you're going to regret it. Just stay safe, but I don't think you're going to regret it. And like, yeah, I, I think, think it's great. I think it's such good advice. And also not surprised that Sarah Blakely, who is so bold and rad and awesome, um, took took that as her 50th birthday yeah. kind of to herself. But also Lizzie, just giving you so much credit because I feel like being alone and spending time just with ourselves is so important, but not always the most comfortable for people. I mean, it can feel somewhat intimidating. It can, you know, make you feel a little anxious to just be by yourself. Um, Like I just reflecting from my perspective, I don't think other than a work trip, I have ever truly gone and taken a trip by myself. Lots of work yeah. trips, lots of, um, you know, a night <laughs> here or there for, uh, for work. But I've never done what you just said of, you know, like purposely went somewhere and explored alone. Um, I'll admit on the surface, I don't know that I would love that. I fully will admit, you know, call it, call it a weakness. I don't know. Um, I'm such an extrovert. I really, really, really do love and get all of my energy from being with others. I would love a trip with just my husband. Um, you know, it's been a minute since the two of us have done something like that. A, a really good girlfriend like yourself, um, maybe some of you know my best friends from college, but truly alone, I've never done it. So that yeah, is something okay. I can aspire to. Maybe like Sarah for my fiftieth, I will be just ready at that phase of my life, bold and ready yeah. to do it. And I love that mall because you're always one of my friends and coworkers who we shouldn't tell Glassdoor this, but we went to a conference once and we did, we got separate rooms, but we actually shared a room the entire time. <laughs> and we did like, I feel bad. We should like, but, but I think that you are somebody who's always so great. I've been like, we're slumbering. We're oh doing my this gosh. or that. Yeah. 
And I think there is that perspective for some people who are like, I live alone. I would never go alone. It's not even like, I feel safe. I just don't want to spend alone. And is it a weakness or just like a preference? Yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? I like, know. I don't think it's, yeah. No, I don't you, think it's are, that you are right though. I mean, I, I just love to be with people and I, I don't know, like your example of when we travel for work, I make you stay in my hotel room. I'm like, you're not sleeping <laughs> in your own hotel room. We're sleeping together. Um, just, and, and yes, like we get room service connection. I just, I love it so much, but I, I respect yeah. you and, and truly think it is so cool that you've been able to take these trips, enjoy the time with yourself. And I, I think it's something I'm trying to be more mindful of. I mean, again, I yeah. have four kids, so my opportunities for really being alone are pretty limited. Um, yeah. And that's, and mall actually, and I think that's, and I think that that's probably what a lot of people, you know, I mean, they either have families, have spouses are, you know what I mean? Are there a situation that I'd love to maybe try it? I don't know if I, or if I don't know if I would, but I don't even have the chance to. Yeah. But I think what would be really interesting is one thing that like traveling alone does for me is it does kind of recharge. It re- actually sure. recharges me a bit. Sure. And I'm a pretty big extrovert, but it recharges me. We don't have to go deep into it, but I think it would be an amazing episode if as a woman who has four children, a wonderful family, a very busy career, um, a big family too, like your siblings everybody's yeah. in Colorado kind of around you. Yeah. How do you find your time to recharge? Yeah. You know? And like, yeah. And I, I think, yeah, I could, I mean, I feel like there's a lot we could unpack there and yeah. uh, we probably don't have time, but maybe just a little quick, a quick tip. You know what I think I've found for myself is you are right. I have a lot, a lot happening. Um, I've great. learned to just take full advantage of the small moments and the small opportunities when they present themselves, because it's just even something as quick as a 30 minute break, a a 45 minute walk around the block, an hour having coffee alone. Um, you know, that is how I've just kind of hacked, frankly, all of these little recharge moments in my life and week by week that, right now, you know, feel, feel like enough. Um, and that's enough. Okay. And great. And I think there is also just kind of the accepting of, of what is realistic. I mean, you know, you just, you just have to accept what is realistic. Am I going to get six hours, you know, to myself spa day and, you know, at the gym and all that? I'm not. Um, yeah. I mean, if I was really intentional about scheduling something like that, sure. I could get the support from my family and and stuff, but it's just in the little day to day moments, they really are just these little hacks of, okay, I have a 30 minute window, put on my sneakers and just go for a walk, get fresh air, go for a walk. I I may want to call somebody that may honestly be kind of my natural reflex, but Mm. I'm like, Molly, no, just take Mm. a minute, take a minute in your thoughts and spend the 30 minutes you have with yourself. I love that, Molly. And I think for everybody, like a recharge looks so different. And I think for everybody, like a recharge looks different and everyone's circumstances are different of how and when and how often you can find that, but it's important to take it. So thank you for sharing that. And I think we could actually talk a lot about travel with the family. And (laughs) I think a travel for you with the fam would be, I would, I have many questions for children. And then I think also like a little bit more on kind of how you find your Molly time. You know what I mean? What does that look like? Yeah, I would love it. Okay. Well, let's, we can save 
that for another conversation. Mm, I do want to yes. make sure we get time for some of our business um, discussion as well. Agree. Okay. Yeah, I agree. And I think that today we want to kick off with, I think Molly, you are one of the best people I've worked with in many, in in many things, but I think with email etiquette and internal email etiquette. And I think we should probably kick off with, I think if we can cover, we'll see if we can cover in this episode, subject lines, as well as the two line, the CC and the BCC line, when to use, how to use and how to use to avoid with professionalism Yeah, to try to not come across um, passive aggressive, which can sometimes come across that way. So sure. if that sounds good, do you want to kind of cover those? Yeah. Ones? Let me give some okay. thoughts. I, I mean, I really do feel like I could spend probably two hours on <laughs> just the whole, co- the whole concept of written communication. You know, I would say yeah. from a 30,000 foot purview, my personal perspective is communication in general is a huge, huge opportunity for strength in, in life, but specifically in your career. And as a professional, I have just kind of organically, um, developed a really strong interest and a deep amount of care for how I communicate verbally Mm -hmm. and written. So we're going to talk about written. I mean, in work, we, email and I mean, it's, it's, you know, especially in 2020, um, remote work and all, all of it. So I think that your written communication is a huge um, indicator of who you are. It is an extension of your brand, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yes, you people know who you are. We we interact on Zoom, et cetera. But a very big way that you show up is actually how you write emails, how you address people via email, how you address projects and, and topics via email. Yeah. So maybe just some thoughts. Um one, I would say do not underestimate the power of your subject line. When you are writing an email, yep. I like to be very, very intentional about what I am calling an email. And it seems to be silly and unnecessary. And, you know, let's just put whatever you want in the subject line and move on. But we think about, again, this is an extension of your brand. Your subject line is the first kind of introduction people have to receiving your note, your communication, whatever story you have to tell. Um, So I have a few that I love for when I am addressing people who are in my organizations who may work for me directly or indirectly, I tend to use more direct language. So things like action needed um, or action required versus if I were to send a note to people who don't work for me directly or indirectly, maybe more senior than I am, maybe cross-functional partners, I would use less direct language like um, feedback requested or your input requested. You know, it's just kind of what is the call to action in the subject of your note? Um, Perfect. Yeah. I don't know. Any questions or thoughts? Yeah. I think here's the thing I'll say is, and this is, I think this is something that I just kind of adopted over probably the last year and a half. I would send, we live in email and we have tons of emails. My inbox has 25,000 unread emails. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's it's not. No, mine does not. It's how we work. Yeah. Um, Please don't fire me. (laughs) But the thing is, is what I would say is, when we are moving so fast, and sometimes I get I in the London, I work very closely with the US team. So I wake up sometimes to 55 emails. And when I can see like action required, need info, or like, you know, all the different things, it helps. So Molly, why don't you tell the listeners like 
And you mean you put this in the subject line? Like, is it the first thing? Do you bracket it? Do you italicize it? Yeah. So one, I use all lowercase letters and that's kind of interesting because another, another thing that I didn't, I didn't call out in my kind of written style is I do like to be pretty formal. Um, one yeah. thing that my mom told me when I was a little girl that I've just has always, always stuck with me is, and you told me this yeah. and it sticks with me when you, yeah. and I'm sorry when to interrupt, you but like, write something down, it is forever. And it's, that's such a yeah. good lesson just in life. Generally, mm-hmm. definitely professional advice, because when you write somebody an email, you may have an intended audience, but you need to think of every email that you write can be forwarded along to any and everybody. Um, So I think if you just take a moment to remind yourself that whatever I am sending could, could make it to a much broader audience, how do you want yourself to be um, portrayed in your note? And so I use all lowercase for my subject lines, a little bit counterintuitive to my last comment about liking formality, But what I have found about having all lowercase and subject lines is they stand out. Some people like you, Elizabeth, have 25,000 unread emails. And if you are just going to do a quick scan, you are going to have your eyes just drawn to something that looks a little bit different. Turns out all lowercase is one of those ways to kind of stand out Mm -hmm. and make sure your note gets captured. I do the call to action first. So whether it is FYI, whether it is action needed, whether it is feedback requested, I put the call to action first. I do a space and then I do a double semicolon. That isn't really a grammatical thing. I mean, this is pretty much a made up Molly McKinstry ism. But it is, again, something I have found in formatting that it just calls attention to somebody who is scanning their inbox looking for what's the most important. A little formatting hack like that is something that I have found work. I know brackets is another option and I think you use those sometimes. Yep. Yep. So I use brackets, which I think are, they are like a little more abrupt, a little Mm -hmm. bit harsher, but like I'll bracket info needed, input needed by action by end of day, EOD. I'll say that kind of stuff. One question. So that, so it's the first, so for everyone listening, it's like the first on the subject line, it's like, I go bracket action Mm -hmm. needed, close bracket. And it's not parentheses. Right. The squared off ones. And then I have the subject line. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. And malls, your way is a little bit softer, yeah. I would say, and still yep. eye-catching. You know? It's just so yeah. people could be listening and be thinking, this is yeah. so silly. Who spends this yeah. much time um, in formatting yeah. an email? And we're not even in the body of the email. We're yeah. just in the subject. But I, I swear, <laughs> no. as you are in your career and, and frankly, just in your life, how you communicate yeah. matters. People make opinions about us all day long, every day, every yep. interaction, yep. and how yeah. you show up in an email, it it's just a reflection of who you are. So be intentional, yep. make sure that you take the time to, um, you know, figure out how you're going to stand out. How are you going to make sure your message mm-hmm. gets across? Yep. And I really do think that you can be shining in the boardroom with executive. Go write an email. That's, that is grammatically incorrect. It's short. It like the tone doesn't sit well. It's not, it's, it's kind of like, what do you mean? Give me more detail. Um, it does it like, it's gonna, I do believe at majority of companies, it it will probably, um, stunt your growth. It's to kind of stunt your growth at the business versus, um, kind of helps. You got to be able to balance right. both written and in and, person. 
I think that's so true, Lizzie. And I would say on the flip side, if you show a very consistent, strong ability to communicate very, very well at, at a thorough, exceptional level in your written communication, you send phenomenal emails, you're very thoughtful, you're very thorough, people will recognize that. And and they will say, you know, I, I have high expectations for my interaction with this person based on the emails I've received from them. Great. Yeah. That's exactly, you know, the <laughs> the feeling I want people to have um, they, that, that when they're interacting with us. Through your written communication, they know that you're sure. just already based on how you write. You're a high expectation. You're, you have high expectations in, a, in the best way. You know what I mean? So Yes. Yep. And one more thing <clears throat> I just wanted to throw out there, and we might not get to the two CC and BCC today, which may be okay. But one yeah. other thing I'd throw out, Molly, is you touched on this, but I think that you have a certain intended audience. Molly and I, are we work very closely together and very much coworkers as we are friends. I could write her an email. That's a little bit loosey goosey, a little bit this or that. Molly could be busy and go, great point, Liz, adding, boom, boom, boom. And maybe yes. my tone or like what I wrote was not super professional. And all of a sudden, someone can all of a sudden add a CC. And all of a sudden, now your email, like Molly said, what you wrote. I thought I was just going to my friend Molly, but she's in work mode and like we need to bring in a, a bigger audience. And suddenly, our sales operations team, our cross functional partners, our CHROs involved in this email. And it's kind of like, ooh, not the best way for me to show up. So I think you have to think yeah. about, even if it's a friend at work, you've got to keep it professional at all times. I really do think it's important. You know what I mean? And it's, is it easy? Not always easy. We're writing emails all day, you know, and you have, you come out of a rough yep. meeting, you're a little distracted, you write it. But I do think trying to remember the importance of strong written communication is important. Yeah, I think it is too. And what you just said is, is spot on. I, I, if there is any takeaway, it is, you know, what you write down is forever yeah. and it can reach a much, much, much broader audience than maybe who you intended. Yeah. So take the time to think about that yeah. um, and use your words as, you know, your kind of opportunity. I mean, in, in some ways it's your, it's like a weapon that you have to shine, a, a, a good weapon yeah. to shine, to stand out, to, um, you know, come across as a, a high achiever, a high producer, somebody with a lot of potential. Yeah. Don't underestimate the power of how your written communication yeah. can impact your career. Yep. And I think that this, we could have many more episodes around the communication, the sense of written communication with Slack, with Google Docs. We're just touching on yes. email. We didn't even get to CC and BCC, but I do think there's a lot of other portions of communication that even though Slack is supposed to be a little cash, a little quick, how do you make sure that you still, do you still, um, if you're writing to executives on there, executive reach out to you real quick, like, Hey, quick question. How do you make sure it's professional, but also quick? You know what I mean? Like yep. the balance of that. So I think we can talk more about that, Molly. But one last thing is if we're going to leave people, tell us about the brackets again, if people want to start using this potentially, if they don't use this right now to remind us again, the brackets you use information, like when you need to request information and how about if it's just okay, like yes. file away, like I'm just having, like, I'm sending you this PowerPoint to have when you need to talk about quotas. Yes. I mean, I would say some call to actions there could be FYI yes. for your information. Yes. I, I may even say no action needed. Um, and, and people kind of know, okay, I'm scanning, scanning. This one is an action needed. Maybe I'll read this one because I can just quickly file it away, archive it to your, to your point, Liz. Um, those are some that jump out at me for your information, FYI, no action needed. Um, and then if you need yeah. action by end of day, will you say, to your team, feedback, action needed, feedback requested. 
That's, that's the, that's um, if it's my team, yeah. if it's people again, who work directly for me, I usually will say required or cool. needed instead of requested, just because if I'm sending them a note and I have follow-up that needs to get done, you know, I just want to be really direct of what the expectation is. Uh, that in and of itself is a whole nother episode of just the language that you choose, yes. the punctuation that you use. Are you using exclamation points or are you not? Are you using softening words like just, or maybe when you are asking people to do some follow-up and, that's, um, yeah. and as women, yeah. you know, there's a lot that we mm-hmm. can go into there. So. A lot of just use sometimes. You know what I mean? So we'll yep. wrap it up here, Molly. And the last couple things okay. that I'll throw is one last question. Then we'll wrap it here. I want to say I, we actually report to the same person now. And sometimes our boss can get extremely busy. Uh, we, you know, a lot yes. of times. Um, and so sometimes also in the bracket, I say, my boss's name, feedback needed just to help. Yes. And then we, we have kind of had that conversation that that is okay. So I don't want people to leave here doing that. But sometimes you, if you're listening to this going, I don't get that much email. I'm not that busy, but think about who you're writing to. Are they super yes. busy? A bracket yep. or a, like a, how Molly does it kind of space, just a space. call out, a call out never yep. hurts, but I would make sure if it's above, if it's above you calling out like that is okay. But I think that's another thing. And one last question, Molly, do you ever use urgent to, to kind of catch your, your uh, team's I I have used it, but I would say use it rare. only when it's needed. Cool. You know, if you if you kind of overuse <laughs> a word like urgent, um, obviously it its impact gets lost. So if if something is truly urgent, I would we'll put that it. as the as the first word in my note and a call out. But in something like that, I'm going to follow up with a Slack or a text or a phone call as well, because um, I'm not going to use the term urgent <laughs> and unless like, something truly is fair. Okay, yeah, well, great. Well, Molly, I know that we actually this is good. It'll be a, probably about a forty yeah. minute episode, and I really I, okay, great. I really love your process oriented communication oriented mind, and I think that hopefully everybody was able to take a little something from this. And again, any tips tricks you have please DM us. You can find us on Instagram at the sauce podcast on Instagram. Um, if you have travel tips and tricks, please do. And I think there's a lot we can take from this into the next episode. So whether we go on the two CC and BCC line, we might hit that, or we may actually get into Molly's journey of how she got to San Francisco, started at Glassdoor as an exec- account executive and worked her way up to senior director of an enterprise team and mm. kind of hear that journey. So that would be we'll fun. see. Yeah. All right, Lizzie. Well, so, so great to chat. Thank you, everyone. Um, just looking forward to connecting soon. And obviously, you can find our podcast on any, any app, anywhere where you are listening to podcasts. Until then, we'll chat soon. Bye, guys. Thanks, Bye, Molly. Bye.